1: Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon. And as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And I want to focus on the gray matter between your ears. I actually need to share with you a concept called a mindset change. A mindset change. And I know, I know some of you are just going, Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here comes all that mumbo jumbo about how I don't think correctly. Yep. Guess what? Here it comes. Here comes the mumbo jumbo about how you don't think correctly, because I want you to understand that there is a different path available to you in your life, a path that exists, that can get you to a place of retirement in the next five years. You heard me correctly. Retirement in the next five years. Now I know you're, you're probably following a plan. That's got you going what 30, 40, maybe 50 years, putting money aside. You're, you're saving money for retirement. Now some of you would argue, wait a minute, I'm not saving. I am investing. Okay. I hear I hear you loud and clear. I hear you loud and clear. What are you invested in? And most of you would say, well, I've got a mutual fund or I have some I have some stocks that I'm invested in. OK, great. What can you tell me about those companies? I'm waiting. What can you tell me about those companies? What can you tell me about the fact that those companies have a good plan in place to increase their revenue streams, thereby increasing the value of those stocks? I'm waiting. You don't know, do you? No, you don't know. Because and here's why. Here's why you don't know. You don't have the time. You don't have the time to do all the research on all the companies that are rolled up in your 401k or in your mutual plans or mutual funds or, or wherever you've got your money. You don't have the time, let alone the resourcing to understand all of that. And some of you would go, well, that's that's why I have a financial planner. That's why I have a financial planner to do all of those things for me. OK, that's fine. You've got a financial planner that is doing all of those things for you is the financial planner retired go ahead i'll give you a minute to answer that question so i was going to do the jeopardy theme for you but you know at the end of the day i'd probably be violating somebody's copyright but here's what i really want to do i want to get into your mind i want you to start addressing some things that you think are accurate that may not necessarily be a good fit for you do you know what i'm saying you know exactly what I'm saying. All right, so what we're going to do on today's show is we're going to talk about the differences between a millionaire's mindset and a middle class mindset. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to get into your head and we're going to talk about the gray matter between your ears and we're going to discuss what your mindset is currently as opposed to what it needs to be. And I think the best way, the best way for us to to tackle this argument is to first focus on the middle-class mindset. You heard me correctly. We're going to focus on the middle-class mindset. Why, why would we do that? It's because that's what you're comfortable with. You're absolutely comfortable with that. As a matter of fact, you have a middle-class mindset. You may not know it. You may think you have a millionaire's mindset, but you really have a middle-class mindset. Here, let me, let me prove it to you. Ready? I was taught that there's a path to peace, love, joy, health, wealth, and happiness. Yeah. Were you taught the same thing? Yeah. And, And here's what I was taught. I was to do well in school. I was to get into a good college and get a degree. And with that degree, I would get a very good job that would entitle me to very good pay and benefits. And if I got the right kind of job, it would come along with maybe some type of retirement plan, like maybe a pension or possibly stock options or I don't know, a 401k, right? Yeah. Isn't that what you were taught to? Now, my particular path involved a call to service. I actually had to go into the military in order to, to do all of those things that I was taught to do. And here's why I came from a financial background that didn't have much money in it. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm trying to share with you is that as a child, we didn't have much money. We literally didn't have two nickels to rub together. My father felt that To be successful in life, he was successful if he provided a roof over my head, food for my belly, and clothes for my back. Yes, those were the three things that he felt as long as he accomplished those things, he was successful. But here's the problem. How do you pay for college when you only have enough money coming into your household to cover food, clothes, and maybe a roof over your head? Well, you don't have money for college. You have zero money for college. So what I was taught was going to be in great danger. I had to find my way to college. Well, how did I do that? Well, I realized that I had to compete for scholarships. So I apply for every scholarship I can get. I get $100 here. I get $500 there. I'm not amassing the amount of money that I need in order to pay for school. And it's starting to look like school is going to become a very expensive proposal for me because the only thing that I'm being offered now is get this student loan debt yeah student loan debt it was going on way back in the 80s too yeah it's still going on today yeah this this concept of just just borrow your way to success it's dumb it's dumb so in order for me to avoid that i actually found some scholarships that if i competed for them and i earned them they would cover 100 percent of my tuition fees and other things yeah So I applied for those scholarships. What kind of scholarships am I talking about? ROTC, Reserve Officer Training Corps. Yes, it is the government's way to bring entry-level officers into the Army or the Navy or the Air Force or the Marines or, in today's world, the Space Force. Yeah. So what these scholarships offer you is 100% of your tuition paid for. Hundred percent of your fees paid for, and a hundred percent of your your books paid for, and it it actually threw me an extra hundred dollars a month for spending cash. Now back then, hundred dollars could could last almost the whole month, and hundred dollars doesn't last a month anymore, does it? So the trade off for these scholarships is that you agreed to serve in the military for for a certain period of time, and all of these scholarships they they had an eight year service obligation. Now I'm thinking to myself. OK, I don't think it would be a bad thing for me to start off in the military. As a matter of fact, I, I could probably benefit from going through a military training experience and I'd be willing to do this. As a matter of fact, I would be the third generation of firstborn males in my family to serve in the military. So let's let's do this. Let's apply for these scholarships. So I applied and I received a two-year scholarship from the United States Air Force. Basically what they told me was if I was willing to pay for the first two years myself, they would give me a scholarship for my junior and senior years and they would cover all of my costs at that point. Well, that didn't work out so well for me because I needed to cover four years. So then all of a sudden the Navy shows up and they go, hey, we'll give you a three-year scholarship. And I'm thinking, wow, this is a better deal than the Air Force. So maybe I'll take this this Navy thing. I just got to figure out how to pay for for school for one particular year. And just as I was trying to figure out how to do that, the Army showed up with a four-year Army ROTC scholarship, which covered everything for me, or at least I thought everything. See, here's the thing that the scholarship did not cover. It was room and board. Where I wanted to go to school was five hours drive away from where I lived. Yeah, I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada. University of Southern California is in Los Angeles, California. That's a five-hour drive. Yeah, so I wasn't going to commute. I needed a place to stay. Can you say hello to student loan debt? Yes, I did take out some student loan debt to pay for some of that room and board. And I'll tell you what, when I graduated college... I did have some student loan debt. Yeah, it is what it was. So here's the point I want to make. 27 years later, the Army selected me for promotion and subsequently decided on my behalf that it was time for me to retire. So I went from career to unemployed just like that. And in retirement, I was trying to live off of literally one third of what I had been making when I was serving on active duty. Now, you've heard my story about this experience before, and I'm not I'm not going to get into the 10 months that that I endured where I was trying to find a job, because that's the only thing I was I was capable of doing was getting back into the workforce. I had not found Lifestyles Unlimited. I did not know that there was this this methodology out here, this roadmap I could follow to get myself to retirement. Okay. Does that make sense? So the other thing I want to share with you is that I, I became very ill after I left the, the service. I, I got cancer, not one kind, but I got two different kinds of cancer. Now I'm, I'm bringing this up, not because I want you to feel sorry for me because I've kicked cancer's butt. I am in full remission. I don't have a problem with cancer right now. I want you to understand that my time in my life during that period when I left the military was very, very difficult for me because I was trying to get into the workforce, having just left a 27 year career doing the only thing I ever knew literally as an adult was being an army officer. That's, that's what I did for 27 years. So I was a little bit lost. So here's, here's the question I have for you. Would you consider five years to be a long period of time? Would you consider five years to be a long period of time? And and here's here's the point I want to make. If you've been doing anything for five years straight, like working forty hours or more per week, and that work has not produced enough passive income to meet or exceed your bills, then what you're doing is ineffective, and it needs to change. And that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I was I was feeling like a total and complete failure when I left the military because I wasn't able to find a job that I thought. You know was the job i should have had that paid me what i thought i should have earned no i found a job that paid me enough to cover the bleeding that i endured during the 10 months when i was not working after leaving the united states army now here's the thing i had done everything i was supposed to do i gave loyalty in my life to the united states army but i still was not in control Of my retirement destiny and worse, my passive income. Yeah, I do receive passive income in the form of a retirement pension, but that pension was not enough money to cover my bills. See what I was doing was ineffective and it needed to change. And I, and I read a book by a gentleman by the name of Tony Robbins. You've probably heard of Tony. He wrote a book called unlimited power. And in that book, Tony says this, he says, there's no such thing as failure versus success. There are only results. And if you evaluate your life as fail versus success, then that's ego based. And you have to be very careful about your ego because it's more concerned about being right than it is with being effective. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Ego sees things according to what others think about you. Yeah, that's, that's what your ego is all about. It's all about, oh, look how great I am. Me, 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 I, I, I. Yeah, you got you to gotta watch out for that ego. So when I started to focus on the results and only on what I achieved, it left me with two choices. Two choices. I could continue down the path that I was on and use what was called the trial and error method, or I could do something completely different. When we come back from the break, I'll tell you my choice. Stick around.
0: Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Right now, we're coming upon a great opportunity. It's that time in which you're going to find that the marketplace is changing, and it is shifting to a buyer's market away from a seller's market. Number one, the brokers don't want you to know that. They're going to do everything they can do to keep you from believing the truth. Number two, the sellers don't want to believe it, although in the back of their minds, they know it. Now, that doesn't mean everybody will crater for you, but some people are going to be in those situations where they have to negotiate for deals, and you've got to be there. Now, if you're not there, you won't get one.
1: Join us for the free online workshop, and we'll show you how to be in the right place at the right time in any market cycle. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com.
0: listening to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will
1: change your life. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. And as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. We're talking about converting your mindset from a middle-class mindset to a millionaire's mindset. Now, some of you think you have a millionaire's mindset already, and I'm not going to argue with you. Maybe you do, and maybe you don't, but I would suggest that the majority of you have a middle-class mindset and you approach things like investing from a middle-class perspective. So what I've been telling you about is how I went through the process of changing my mindset. And we got to the point where I was discussing Tony Robbins book, unlimited power. And in that book, he says, there's no such thing as fail versus success. There's only results. And then he talks about, you got to be careful about your ego because your ego is more concerned with being right than it is with being effective. Okay. So we were getting ready to go to break and I, and I disclosed to you that when I focused only on the results that I was achieving in my life it left me with with two paths that I could go down two choices to choose from one was to continue down the path that I was on and use a trial and error method so what's a trial and error method well you you try something and you get a result then you make a little change so that you get a new result and then you compare that result to see if that's the result you're trying to get. And then you keep making more changes to get new results and, and you keep trying to bracket this thing in or you do what Andrew Carnegie suggested well over 100 years ago. And here's what he would have said if he were standing in the room with us right now. Find someone who has success out of what you want and imitate them. Oh, imitate them. So Carnegie called it a mastermind group. Robbins calls it a role model or mentor. Uh, Lifestyles Unlimited. We've adopted the concept of mentoring because that's one of the services that we do provide to our members that desire it. We, We provide mentoring services. So option two actually made a lot more sense to me. Let's let's go find a mentor. Now, I have to tell you that I was not a member of lifestyles unlimited at this time. I was in a a job that was kind of a dead end job for me, but it was a job that I had to endure in order to stop the financial bleeding that occurred when I did a try to retire myself after leaving the army in 2014 and I was a complete and utter failure. Big failure, big failure. So, I realized that maybe maybe I needed to have a mentor. So I I decided to look to my family. I figured, you know, they love me. They admire me. They cherish me. But none of them were financially independent. And because of that, nobody in my family qualified to be my mentor. Yeah, they they just couldn't do it. So then I started to look. Towards my friends and and the place I was working and most of them were in the same or in even worse position than I was in. Yeah, some appear to be doing well, but until I started to dig deeper into what was going on in their world, like this person over here was on their fourth marriage, I was still on marriage number one, so I, I didn't think that somebody that was on their fourth marriage could advise me correctly because they might advise me to get rid of my wife. And that's not something I want to do. Okay. Somebody else that I was looking at, they were estranged from their kids. Yeah. They, they, they're just working all the time. And that reminds me of the person that, that I met that were sacrificing their entire personal life on the altar of their career. Yeah. These, these people, they're just, they're just focused on their jobs. The job is the number one thing. And because of that, None of them qualified to be my mentor either, and then you know what what do you what do people with financial problems have a problem doing sleeping sleeping so what happens when you can't sleep? well, it's two three in the morning and you've got your remote control out, and you're you know flipping through the channels on the t v and what's what's on all that late night t v stuff bunch of stuff that's designed to feed on financially troubled people, yeah, and the majority of those people that are selling you something on late night t v yeah, even even if the one, even the ones that are telling you that they can teach you about real estate investments, I, I would I would venture to say the majority of them own no real estate investments. Or if they do, my portfolio is bigger than theirs. Yeah, I'll just come right out and say it. So, in my pursuit to find a mentor, to gain an education, and surround myself with successful, like-minded people. I became a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. But before I could begin to buy any real estate, I had to first change my mindset. I had to change it from a middle-class mindset to a millionaire's mindset. So how do you do this? How do you do it? Well, the first thing you have to have is you have to have an effective map. That's what we offer at Lifestyles Unlimited. We offer an effective map that will get you to a place of retirement in five years or less. Now, in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey points out that the things to do with money are neither right nor wrong. They're either effective or they're ineffective. So simply put, what Covey's telling you is that what you are doing now to build wealth for yourself and your family, it's either working or it's not. So why is this so darn important? Statistics. That's why. Statistics. We did some research, we used Census Bureau data from 1970 to 2010, and then we actually looked at some additional Census Bureau data that came out in 2015, and here's what we determined. Nine out of 10 Americans retire at or below income poverty levels. Now think about it, in retirement, we simply become consumers of our own money and we hope that we die before it runs out. And that 2015 Census Bureau report that we looked at, We we were trying to determine for that for every 100 people that reaches the age of 65, how do they break out? How are they wealthy? Are they not wealthy? What's going on? Here's what we found: only one percent retires absolutely wealthy. Yeah, the 1% they talk about, they're real. They're out there. 1% is absolutely wealthy. Now, 4% have enough in the way of adequate resources in the form of passive income that allows them to continue living the same lifestyle in retirement as they did while they were working. Yeah. And when we lump that 4% with that 1% together, we say that 5% of Americans retire rich and it doesn't get better from there it actually gets worse. See, 3% have to work until they die, okay? Or they can no longer work. In which case, if they can no longer work, they join the biggest population of people, which is 63% that are dependent on friends, relatives, charity, or the government to provide them their subsistence in life. Now, 29% of all Americans they don't even live to the age of 65. They pass away along the way. They never make it. You know people that have died before the age of 65. I know people that have died before the age of 65. I lost a good friend of mine at the age of 51. He was 51 years of age when he passed away from a heart attack. Yeah, so he never made it to a place of retirement because he was still working at the age of 51. Yeah, so what I'm, what I'm trying to illustrate From Stephen Covey's point is that we all want to get to a place of peace love joy health wealth and happiness and and I'm calling that place financial freedom now people start telling us how to get to financial freedom yeah people like our parents our teachers our guidance counselors our professors our bosses our stockbrokers our financial planners but we stop and we reevaluate and we say, why why are we not there yet And we realize that one of two things occurs that stops us dead in our tracks, either a financial catastrophe. That's exactly what happened to me when I left the military. I had a financial catastrophe or it's a midlife crisis. Now, for you young people in the audience that don't understand what a midlife crisis is, let me explain it real quickly. Let's say everybody in your family lives to the age of 80. Let's say you've made it to the age of 40 and you're no closer to retirement than when you started that could trigger a midlife crisis for you. You've seen people go through them. They are real. They are legit. Now, Covey states that after we hit that stop, when we, you know, something, either a financial catastrophe or a midlife crisis stops us in our tracks, we stop and we start to internalize it. The problem is not with you. The problem is with the map that you're following. See, the people that taught us how to get to financial freedom have never been to financial freedom. You're, you're taking retirement advice from a financial planner that's still working, trying to get his or herself retired, too. I see a huge problem there. I do. So Andrew Carnegie, his wisdom from 100 years ago still applies. And he'd say something like this. Don't talk to anyone about how to get to financial freedom who's not gotten there yet. And he would tell you to take the map that you're following and just trash it. What do you do? The first thing you do is you start realizing that self-made millionaires didn't do everything by themselves. They had a lot of help along the way. Now, what I'm getting at is one of the things that you'll need to learn how to do is to build a team of people around you. Because I'm here to tell you, you probably can do everything on your own, but you're gonna burn yourself out trying to get it done. You need to put people on your team that bring you skill sets and expertise that you don't have. Simply put, how about a lender that specializes in hard money? Because you may need to use hard money to acquire assets. What about a lender that specializes in conventional financing for single-family properties? And not just any lender, one that specializes in working specifically with investors. Maybe you should have a general contractor on your team. What about the other trades? Maybe you need a master plumber. Maybe you need a master electrician. Maybe you need a roofing company. The point I'm making is that you're going to build a team that is going to support you in all of your investing strategies. And here's the other thing. When you build this team around you, you're bringing in people that have very specific skill sets. What do you know about all of the mortgage lending regulations that are out there? Yeah, you probably need to know a couple things, but you don't need to know the entire book. That's the lender's job. Let the lender worry about the regulatory environment, and then they can advise you when something changes that might be problematic for you. Does that make sense? How about your general contractor? Your general contractor, if you've got the right one, probably has many years of experience doing the type of work that you're going to hire them to do. Do you think that you can draw on their experience? And in turn, do you think that by hiring that person and paying them a fair wage for whatever they're providing to you, that you're going to help them along the way? Absolutely you are. They're going to give you a service that you pay for, and you're in turn going to receive that service, which you pay for, and it's totally fine. And with the money that that contractor receives they're going to be able to go and do what they want to do in life yeah it's none of our business what they do with the money but it's the concept that when you're building a team and you understand that you need to help other people this is this is where your mindset starts to change this is where your mindset starts to move away from that middle class mentality into the millionaire's mentality now let me hit you with this big bomb Did you know that every dime of capital in the United States is controlled by somebody? Yeah, it's true. There's just no pile of unclaimed money laying around waiting for someone to go get it. To get more money, it's either going to have to come from somebody else's money, or you're going to have to steal it. Stealing is not legal in this country, so I don't recommend the stealing thing. You need to take the money from somebody else's pile. In order to do that legally, you're going to need to provide a service, or you're gonna need to add value. Now adding value to something is something that real estate flippers do. We do that also as real estate investors. We add value to an asset. We go and we find an asset that is depressed and we breathe new life into that asset and we put it back into service as the nicest property in that particular subdivision. And we also offer a service of clean functional workforce housing. Yes. So we're offering that unit to be available for somebody to rent. We're providing them the service of housing. Yes. This is one of the things that we do as real estate investors in order to take money legally from other people's money. And we do this specifically because we're trying to get ourselves retired in five years instead of 40. How's your mindset doing now? How are you thinking? Are you thinking that this is doable? Well, you should be. Are you thinking that maybe, just maybe, you could convert your mindset to a millionaire's mindset? I mean, there's nothing that I've explained to you so far that should make you say no. That's, that's just my take on it. Now, maybe you have a different take. It's obviously your mind, not mine. However, the point I want to make is that your mindset, It is shifting. It is shifting right now. See, right now you're probably thinking about buying a house, but you don't necessarily know how to do that. That's not a problem. That's where we come in as the entity that will provide you the education that you need so that you can fully convert your mindset from that middle class mindset to that millionaire's mindset. And in doing so, You will get yourself on a path to retirement in the next five years. Now, one of the things I want to point out to you is that the steps that I have covered so far are not difficult. There's nothing that I shared with you so far that is causing you great pain or great grief, is there? As a matter of fact, all I've really shared with you is how I transitioned my mindset from where it used to be into the mindset that I have now. And it's with that mindset that I have now that has allowed me to retire myself. Now, I didn't take the full five years to get it done. I did not. I got it done in two years. But the reason I got it done in two years is because I was hungry. I was aggressive. I wanted the prize at the end. And you know what? I got the prize. And here's what I get as a benefit of the prize. I get no alarm clocks. I get no three-hour commutes. I get no stress in my life. I just get to do radio for you. And I'll tell you what, if you want to get started doing what I do, go to LifestylesUnlimited.com.